Welcome to A Joy To Be Me, a podcast empowering women out of overwhelm, uncertainty, and breakdown to love and embrace who they are. Tune in to learn how to avoid the pitfalls of burnout and start following your ultimate bliss. It's time for the modern woman and mother to start taking her pleasure seriously and let her creativity flow and pursue her big and beautiful dreams. I'm your host, Lydia Joy. Let's have some fun. Happy Friday, everyone. I hope you are enjoying spring so far. (laughs) I have been a little busy, so this has been a little while since I've gotten an episode out to you, but today I found some space and I'm super happy that I can come back and share. Um, This episode's going to be a little different, um, and I hope that you find it supportive. I've been thinking about this whole um, concept of detoxing your conditioning because every person that I work with eventually shares really personal, messy stuff, um, or sometimes they don't share it, and it's really a root that's behind their physical struggles we're working on, and once it's revealed... um, it's really more clear why some of the things they're dealing with are present. And so I wanted to share something that came up for me in my own personal journaling recently. I was listening to a podcast by a man named Rainier Wild. If you can find him, oh man, the man is a poet and um, a deep, deep soulful human who is very fascinating that I resonate with deeply. And I don't recall which episode um, it was, but it nudged me to recall a part of my past. As he stated, I am not a proponent for staying at all costs. You have to have two people fully committed to growth. And this was when talking about relationships and partnerships and marriage. And that theme keeps coming up in my work, in my this, this last couple of years for many people, you know, and a lot of times it can be part of what people are struggling with, um, on their health journey. And one of the things he also encouraged people to do was to just show the mess, you know, and the truth is that message has already been coming through over and over and over for me, especially lately. Um, and at first I was like, well, I thought I already was showing the mess. I mean, I'm pretty open already. (laughs) And then it hit me that there's more that I can share that I haven't yet shared. And in so doing, perhaps it will liberate others. And, you know, I know that when I hear other people have struggles that I think are unique to only me, it kind of gives me a bit of alleviation. And it's not because I, you know, I'm thinking, oh gosh, I'm glad other people are struggling. It's not that at all. It's more that I've assigned way too much meaning to my own struggle as if I was alone or the only one or like a big fat effing failure. Um, so there is some, um, liberation and freedom in knowing (laughs) that you are not alone. And, you know, 
Um, other humans are struggling too, but we would never know half the time because we're all sitting stuck in our own houses, not connecting with our fellow humans. Now I know that's not true for everyone, but like, you know, societally speaking, we stuff down our mess, right? So here's my story. Here it goes. He came home from work that day. I always braced myself for that witching hour, my body tensing up automatically, never knowing what mood he would be in. That day, it was more of the same, but times 100. In his unhappiness, I was his punching bag, verbally, emotionally, psychologically. That day, as he got louder and louder, his 250-pound-plus body, face red, I walked out the front door. He followed. He never let me walk away in peace. After he berated me for the thousandth time in the front of the yard, as close to the neighbors as I could possibly get so they could hear, so I could bring that darkness into the light, he kept screaming and I kept walking closer to the neighbors who were now outside. I picked up my phone to dial and told him he had to leave and cool off. He finally stormed into the house, then into the car and sped off in a fury. I called my mother and said, I need to come now with the kids. It's an emergency. I went into the house, packed up all four boys with as much stuff as I could while my mother-in-law watched. She was not in favor of me leaving, even though she had seen him abuse me day in and out. It takes two people to make a marriage work. She spewed judgmentally as I packed up my kids and marched out the door. I looked at her and said, exactly, and walked out the door. She spent her entire marriage running circles around a berator and was attempting to give me advice to stay with her abusive son, whom she could have protected had she not tolerated the rage. Instead, she tolerated it and he became the same man his father was. Somehow I was amongst a lot of humans that seemed to tolerate violence. Those I went to for advice and counsel had no idea what to do or say. I don't remember anyone saying, let's get you somewhere safe where you can heal. I was waiting for permission. I was waiting for support. I finally realized I 100% wanted out. I was hopeful that I'd find support in that decision because I really felt that I needed it. What transpired after that is a long, unwinding tale, a deconstruction of sorts. It took years after that for the dust to remotely settle. Even then, there was so much repair that needed to take place, and even still to this day. I only share that short snippet because it's a tiny toe dip into the life I once lived. Abuse often begets more abuse. Tolerance of abuse begets more tolerance. You can't see clearly in the fog of abuse. You have to get out of it. If others can't see it either, it's because A, they're also tolerating some sort of abuse, or B, they have zero ability to sit with the darkness of it. And maybe there's also a C, they just lack empathy entirely. The abuse I ended up in was in large part because I was abused as a child. It was my normal. My mental, emotional, and physical well-being were not conditioned to be able to have the self-worth that would not tolerate such things. This is why I'm sharing. Bringing these kinds of 
darker stories into the light only helps myself and others. Even though it can be incredibly challenging for many to have the bandwidth to sit with the discomfort that may arise from hearing stories such as mine, I'm not sharing to bring attention to myself or what I've been through. And again, this is just a tiny sneak peek in uh, to some of what I was up against. I've written about it on the blog um, several times. Um, I'll share a couple links for you. Um, but understanding and empathy are welcome, but more so, um, you know, awareness is what I'm here for <laughs> awareness so that we can all tune our radars um, to those who may be suppressed under abuse, or maybe it's even you, the listener. And somehow I still have faith in my fellow humans. I still believe that we're all capable of a great capacity to care for each other in ways we haven't yet witnessed. But we all have a lot of conditioning to detox from. Detoxing your conditioning and what you learn to tolerate is a huge part liberating your mind, body, and soul. And with that, I shall end. I'm sending so much love. If you need support, uh, you know where to find me. I do offer breakthrough sessions for folks. Um, and I've also shared a couple additional past blog links for you to do some further reading if you wish. All for now. Sending love. Mwah. Thanks for listening to A Joy to Be Me. I will see you on the next episode. Please share this episode, tell a friend, or tag me on Instagram at LydiaJoyMe. And if you like the show, rate or review, five stars are great. On whatever platform you are listening, Google Play, iTunes, just leave a comment there. It totally helps me out. I appreciate you.